this is Jeff Powers, Senior Writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's show, I am happy to be joined by Howard Bender from Fantasy Alarm. Howard is the VP of Operations and Head of Content for Fantasy Alarm, and he's also the host of the Fantasy Alarm show on Sirius XM Fantasy Radio, which airs Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Howard does a great job all things fantasy, and he's also very good on his radio show, and I highly recommend you listening to him. Before I get to my interview with Howard, I just wanted to tell you that Real-Time Fantasy Sports also does daily games. Just go to rtsports.com and click on the daily link at the top of the page to sign up for one of our daily league games today. We're doing football and baseball playoff games right now for our daily league contests, and there's different price points and all different formats to play on our daily site. So go to rtsports.com and click on the daily link at the top of the page to sign up for one of our daily league games today. And now, here's my interview with Howard Bender of Fantasy Alarm. And I'm joined now by Howard Bender from Fantasy Alarm. You can follow Howard on Twitter, at RotoBuzzGuy. And he's also, you can see, read all the stuff at FantasyAlarm.com. He's the VP of Operations and Head of Content for Fantasy Alarm. And lastly, he's also uh, host of the Fantasy Alarm show on Sirius XM Fantasy Radio, which you can hear Monday through Friday. Uh, from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time, and he's on usually with Jim Bowden, who's former general manager, so that's a great show, and I highly recommend you checking it out. Howard, that's a mouthful to get all this out, but uh, thanks a lot for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. You know, I'm also on SiriusXM on Sunday nights, 10 p.m., wrapping up uh, your fantasy football week. It's uh, Lisa Ann and I on Overtime. So I, I missed one. That's great. Great stuff, Howard. So I wanted to ask you before I jump into the questions, what do you guys have going on over at Fantasy Alarm right now? I know you do a lot of great stuff to get people ready for daily and also their weekly games. Uh, what do you have going on right now? Oh, we've got a ton of stuff going on right now. We just launched all of our DFS stuff for NHL. Um we're gearing up for the uh, for the NBA season. Our draft guide is uh, out right now. It's a, a living draft guide, which means that there's the the main content is already out right now, and it's on the uh, on the guide itself. It's a PDF download for you. Um, and then we bring out articles steadily between now and the start of the regular season, so that way it uh, you know all the content stays fresh, all the player movement, all the the preseason news, all of that starts to uh, gets included into our guide. So between those two sports kicking up and NFL in uh, full week five mode right now, seasonal, and then we're uh, we're also hitting some MLB DFS for the playoffs right now. My Yankees are on board, so I'm in a super good mood. Yeah, those starters in the games yesterday took a bit of a hit for uh, fantasy teams and. DFS, uh, these starts, the first two games have been kind of brutal for everybody involved. So I yeah, want to the, Sever- yeah. <laughs> the Severino ahead. no-no. <laughs> yeah, ouch. Hopefully you uh, uh, use some of those relief pitchers uh, looking ahead maybe a little bit, knowing the Yankees might go to their bullpen early, but I doubt a lot of people did that as well. But I wanted to talk some uh, football with you today, if that's that's okay with you. And I know it's just week four, but we're already starting to see some trends forming. And I wanted to talk about some fantasy surprises this season. There's some guys that have really exceeded your expectations 
or maybe on the flip side, failed to live up to those expectations to start the year? Well, guys who are exceeding the expectations right now, I mean, I can definitely talk about Alex Smith. I mean, I don't think anybody predicted Alex Smith to be the the number two point-scoring quarterback in fantasy football right now, but uh, he's sitting there right tucked behind Tom Brady and just ahead of Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I think that, that you know, the, the whole adding of Kareem Hunt to that whole mix and the start that he's gotten off to um, has really neutralized the fact that uh, they really only have two main targets on that team in Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. And the fact that Alex Smith is uh, throwing the ball downfield with a little bit more confidence, he's feeling good about running a couple of, uh, you know, touchdowns in for himself. I think that uh, the swagger that he's playing with is uh, is definitely surprising, almost as surprising as what the Rams are doing right now. I mean, Jared Goff looks light years ahead of where he was last year. And, you know, you can credit the fact that the Rams went out and improved that offensive line. Uh, they got him a new center. There's a new, uh, new left tackle over there. So I think that that's really kind of opening up a lot, of, a lot more, uh, a lot more plays there. Todd Gurley running with reckless abandon right now. And that's actually, it's opening up a lot more play action. Uh, Gurley's being utilized in the passing game a lot more. And I think that that's, really giving Jared Goff a, a boost. He's now got two really good, solid targets in, uh, in Watkins and Woods and coming out of the slot, Cooper Cup. So all of a sudden, well, these Rams are no joke anymore. I wish they could match their helmets to their uniforms properly, but, you know, can't have everything. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call on those helmets. I don't know what they're thinking there. But uh, along the same lines, kind of, uh, I wanted to ask you about maybe some buy-low candidates. We know there's a lot of teams fantasy teams that are off to slow starts and they might be panicking already and want to sell off some players that maybe uh, are off to really slow starts. Is there anybody that off off to a slow start that you think could, could turn it on here in the coming weeks? You know, I'm still all in on LaShawn McCoy. I don't think that he's gone into the tank. I don't think that the wear and tear has been too much on him. I think that it's obviously been a little bit tougher for him just because the uh, the passing game has gotten so so poor over there. Jordan Matthews is now hurt, and uh, they traded away Sammy Watkins, so Zay Jones hasn't really developed just yet into that real threat. So I think that they're doing a lot of stacking the box over there for uh, you know against McCoy. So I think that you know as the season progresses, and I think that you know they get a little bit more comfortable, their wide receiver. Uh, core starts to pick it up a little bit more. I still think that, you know, McCoy is a guy who you just, you have to look at and you have to, you know, consider what he's done in the past before uh, versus what's going on these first few weeks. So I'm definitely, uh, I'm, I'm in on buying low on him. I'm also, I find it so weird that people are so down on uh, on both DeMarco Murray and Carlos Hyde. You know, I guess Carlos Hyde probably just because of the injury uh, aspect to him and the fact that he had the hip injury the, uh, two weeks ago. But, I mean, he's played through it and he's fine. So that's a guy who I'm always targeting because you know what Kyle Shanahan does with his running backs in that offensive scheme. So I'm a huge fan of that. And then DeMarco Murray, he had the hamstring issue, but he's healthy now, and I can't understand why everybody just assumes 
that Derrick Henry is going to take over this job. I know Henry did well in the second half of last year, but this job still belongs to Murray. Yeah, it kind of along along those same lines with buy low candidates. I know it, it's hard to look ahead too much, but maybe a player that you think could emerge the second half of the season that a guy could stash for the playoffs. I know there's always guys like that every year that kind of pop up and they're big players late in the season for fantasy teams. Is there anybody out there that you're considering uh, adding to your team and putting on your uh, roster that you think could help late in the year? I'm definitely trying to trade for Alvin Kamara wherever I can. I think that what he's doing right now uh, with the Saints offense is fantastic. Uh, You know, there's a report coming out today from the running backs coach of the Saints who said that uh, he, he feels that Adrian Peterson is on the verge of breaking out. I think that that's just kind of garbage lip service there. I think that uh, Peterson will be gone from this uh, entire Saints offense probably by like week eight, which to me gives a lot more opportunity to Alvin Kamara. So, I mean, if you know if he can get an increase in touches, he can work more into the passing game, you know, I'm all about him. I also, I love stashing Tevin Coleman. I mean, if you watched him last week, Here's a guy who, yeah, sure, he plays behind Devonta Freeman, and Freeman gets the uh, the bulk of the goal line work. But, I mean, if you watch Kevin Coleman, every time this guy catches a pass out in the flat, you're expected to take it to the house. I mean, he's that good there. So I'm looking at the two of those guys right now as far as running back stashes go. Um, and I'm always, I'm always in on, on Rashard Matthews from Tennessee. I, I think that he is probably one of the most – Underrated wide receivers out there. I think once Mariota gets through this hamstring issue, uh, and then the, and Tennessee, whose defense is just absolutely atrocious, I think they just start airing it out a whole lot more, which immediately puts Matthews, you know, front and center. I wanted to ask you also, Howard, about the tight end position. It's really, really top heavy right now. I, I know, at least I felt this way, that it was a deeper position than past years and you could wait on it a little bit. But, man, there's some guys off to just brutal starts that were expected to do well, like Kyle Rudolph. And unless you have, like, Kelsey Gronk or Ertz right now, it's really a position that's hurting a lot of teams. So how are you handling this position if you if you have an underachieving player right now? Um. Well, I was touting Ertz throughout the offseason there. I loved what he did last year, averaging more than 10 targets a game over his last seven. That's completely continued right now. So um, personally, in, in the majority of my, <laughs> my leagues, I've actually been sitting pretty with uh, with him, but I've also been in other leagues. I've been streaming in tight ends. You know, you, you, we've got all of this information, uh, you know, at our at our fingertips, whether it's, you know, Fantasy Alarm or Football Outsiders or Pro Football Focus. We've got all this crazy data about coverage for the tight ends. And, you know, you can look at what uh, the safeties who drop down to help cover the tight ends. You know, you see who's good, who's bad. That it's been to the point where, I mean, I've just been all over, you know, streaming these guys like Cameron Brayton, Austin Safarian Jenkins are two of my top picks for, uh, for this coming week. Last week I was all over Tyler Croft because, you know, the funny thing is is that the scheme in Cincinnati has Andy Dalton looking for his tight end inside the red zone. So whether it's Tyler Eifert or it's Tyler Croft, the plays are still designed the way they are, and Dalton is looking for the tight end over there. So 
you know, you, you can kind of figure certain things out. I've always been a big believer in, in you know, respect the system and, and follow the system before you worry about who the names are in the, uh, you know, on the uniform there. So, you know, if you can sit there and you can work those matchups and, and just kind of follow that data there, you can really end up with, uh, with some nice picks. I hate, hate Eric Ebron with a passion. I mean, well, not personally. I think, you know, he's actually a really nice guy. I got a chance to, I got a chance to interview him and he and I talked North Carolina barbecue for like 20 minutes. Great guy on that front but just hot trash in, in the fantasy game here. But, you know, week two, he had this really nice, tasty matchup against the Giants who can't cover the tight end at all. And then, boom, you just, you know, you, you kind of hit with that. So, you know, find points allowed by position for, uh, you know, for tight end coverage there, and you'll see that, you know, Washington can't cover the tight end. Uh, the Giants can't cover the tight end. You look on the opposite side and you see that, Joe Flacco has nobody to throw to except for Ben Watson. So, you know, streaming actually isn't as tough to do with the tight end position because everybody's so down on guys that they're all over the waiver wire. That's great stuff on the tight end, Howard. I love it. And talking about the waiver wire, I think the hot pickup this week was Latavius Murray for a lot of teams, and I know I have mixed feelings about him. I wanted to get your expectations for Murray going forward in that offense taking over as the number one back. Oh, you know, it kind of hurt. When I knew that you were going to talk about this, it kind of hurt me only because I was like, just just know that I lost Dalvin Cook in six of my 12 leagues. Is he just twisting the knife on me here? What's he doing? Oh, man. Not, not, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I will say that. that that's painful, though. I, I, hate, I hate to hear that. Oh, I was I was literally I was making it rain at Club Waiver Wire all day yesterday and Tuesday. I mean it was the bids that I had to put out for Latavius Murray were just obscene. Obscene. So you know, listen, I think that the funny thing is is before Dalvin Cook was drafted, before Dalvin Cook really emerged in the preseason, the Vikings were planning on going into the season with Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon out of their backfield. So they've already got everything kind of steered towards how they're going to use him. Now, if the ankle is 100%, you know, then it's it's okay. But, you know, I look at a guy like Latavius Murray and figure that he's going to get the goal line carries for the Vikings there. But I don't really put anything more on him but, you know, like, like 50 to 60 yards and, and a touchdown. I think that's probably where he'll – sit with the average, and that's actually pretty good for an RB, too. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's a little touchdown dependent, but with Sam Bradford back and the way the Vikings offense is moving the ball with him, uh, you know, I definitely think that Murray will get his opportunities. And you already touched on the Rams a little bit. I wanted to get your thoughts on their offense if you think it's for real. Do you think this is going to keep up all season long and these guys are going to be fantasy-relevant players going forward. I know they've had some pretty good matchups to open the year, but I wanted to get your thoughts on the Rams' offense overall. Um, I'm a believer. I really, really am. I think that this is a team that, that is actually it's firing on all cylinders right now. I think that they're very comfortable. I think Sean McVay has been very, very good for them in the sense that they are a young team. You've got Goff, you've got Gurley, you've got Cup. And he's mixed in a pair of veterans here from, ironically, both from Buffalo, 
um, who are very familiar with each other, who who can sit there and, and sit down with Goff and say, listen, guys, this is, this is the experience that we have. This is what we've dealt with. We've had a quarterback, you know, for years who can't throw the deep ball like you can, so let's really kind of work this out. And I really believe that these guys all kind of, you know, get together, whether it's at practice or, you know, just – you know, in the in the film room or whatever they call it now, a film room. I'm just dating myself here. <laughs> but I do think I do think it's the real deal. Okay, that's. I'm kind of along the same lines. I wasn't so sure myself, but I just think McVeigh, like you said, he's just done a basketball job of game planning towards off strengths, and it's really showed on game day. So I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I think they're going to keep it up and. Before I let you go, I couldn't uh, couldn't not talk about week five coming up, so I want to get your thoughts on a couple things. Maybe give us a couple sleepers for week five. Oh, okay. See, I, I rolled up the sleeves and I dove deep into the dumpster for you, Jeff. Um, <laughs> some, abs- some absolutely disgusting names that you might want to take a look at. I already said Austin Safarian Jenkins earlier. You know, Cleveland's one of those teams who just can't cover the tight end. They bleed points to the tight end position. So I love uh, Safarian Jenkins, especially if the Jets can move the ball and get inside that red zone. Ironically, Josh McCown also. I'm not going to say it's a a revenge game because, I mean, that way he'd have revenge against, what, 12 different teams in the NFL, (laughs) but... You know, every week. for him, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's a it's a young it's a young secondary for Cleveland. It's definitely an inexperienced secondary. And I'm not a big, you know, uh, Jermaine Curse guy or Jeremy Curley guy. I'm not even a huge Robbie Anderson guy. But I do believe that that McCown, if he can connect with Safarian Jenkins, if he can get Bilal Powell a little bit more active into the passing game, I think that McCown can actually put. You know, just put forth a good, solid day. He doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to light it up for 300 yards and four touchdowns. But I, I believe that if he can go for like 275, 280, and get you know a pair of scores in there and keep the mistakes to a minimum, I, I kind of like using him this week. Um, Deshaun Jackson, tonight's action here. You know that Bill Belichick is going to do whatever he can to to square off and and take Mike Evans out of the game. We saw this with Tampa Bay when they faced Minnesota. Xavier Rhodes took care of business with Mike Evans, but that left Deshaun Jackson in one-on-one coverage, and and he dominated. He went 84 yards in a touchdown there. So I kind of feel like with the way the pass coverage is for New England, as bad as that is, I think Deshaun Jackson is a guy you have to look at. Yeah, I think you and I are kind of thinking alike like this week, Howard. I actually had McCown on my sleeper list for week five as well, and I wanted to ask you about maybe some guys you're avoiding for week five. Last question for you. Anybody you're sticking on all your benches, you don't want any part of this week? Um, well, you know, I have to say that Amari Cooper is definitely going to the bench. The guy is dropping balls left and right. I think that's a huge issue. EJ Manuel uh, under center really kind of eliminates uh, any hope for that. Um, I think Alshon Jeffrey's sitting in a tough matchup here. I'm kind of avoiding him. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, you know, I've loved the growth that we've seen from Joe Mixon in the number of touches that he's gotten over the last two games. And I do believe that Bill Lazor is, you know, keying in on him the way he should be keying in on him. But this Buffalo defense is no joke. I mean, we saw what they did this past week, and I think that 
Mixon's going to have a really hard time getting the running room. So if you uh, if you're a Mixon owner, I definitely recommend keeping him on the bench this week. Okay, great stuff, Howard. Really appreciate you coming on with me this week. Uh, again, you can follow How- Howard on Twitter at RotoBuzzGuy. He's also on FantasyAlarm.com. Go there, check out all his content. You can listen to him every day during the week on the Fantasy Alarm show on Sirius XM Fantasy Radio, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. He's also on Sunday nights. Howard, thanks a bunch. Really appreciate you coming on with me today. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate that. And that was my interview with Howard Bender of Fantasy Alarm. Again, you can follow Howard Bender at on Twitter at RotoBuzzGuy, and you can also read his content at FantasyAlarm.com. And he's also the host of Fantasy Alarm Show on Sirius XM Fantasy Radio, Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks a lot to Howard for being a guest on the show today, and thanks to you for listening. This has been Jeff Power for Real Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day. 